How do you create an effective internship program at your church so that you can avoid ministry burnout? We'll talk about it today. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here this week. Against my better judgment, Ben Stapley is back on the show this week. Actually, it is uh, it was not my judgment. He actually has paid me under the table uh, to be a guest numerous times on this podcast. So full disclaimer here, I get a bribe money from Ben to be an appearance, uh, to make an appearance so many times on the podcast. Just kidding. He's going to uh, crush me for that one. I'm sure I'll be getting text messages as soon as this episode airs, but that's okay. Uh, Ben's a great guy. He serves on staff at the Life Christian Church in West Orange, New Jersey. Uh, He leads a staff and volunteers. uh, He leads a staff and volunteers there, I should say, to execute worship experiences and more. Uh, He served at several churches. uh, Incredible experience and insight uh, into worship experiences and pastoring and leading well. So a great guy on today. I'll be talking with Ben about how to form an effective internship program at your church. Uh, I'll also stop here and say that if you are looking for an internship somewhere, we would love for you to consider our ministry as a place that you can get school credits, that you can get hours, that you can spend some time working in a ministry. Uh, if you would like to join our team, feel free to email me directly, carl at 1230.media carl at 1230.media. I'd love to chat with you. Our team would love to chat with you. Uh, We love having folks that love Jesus, that love serving in ministry, that love serving the local church. So if you are interested, uh, feel free to drop me a line, carl at 1230.media. All right. Also on the show today, I welcome Darren Foreman. Darren is the pastor of Auxiliary Ministries at Eagles Nest Church in Georgia. Darren has some great thoughts today on how to avoid ministry burnout. These topics obviously can work together. If you have a great internship program, the load lightens on you. That's one aspect. But Darren will also talk about more ways to prevent from uh, prevent yourself from frying to a crisp at your church, how to avoid ministry burnout. All right, so I'll talk to Ben first and then Darren. It's all coming up after this. Hey, ministry leader, I wanted to let you know about a great conference that we partner with. Uh, This year, the ninth annual That Church Conference will be happening at Lake Lanier, Georgia at the resort and conference center there. My great friends Mark McDonald, Ben Stapley, Justin Dean, and others will be taking the stage along with other great speakers. This conference is October 25th and 26th. You can use the code MSH, as in Making Sunday Happen, MSH10 for 10% off the ticket price at thatcc.com just for being a faithful listener to this podcast. Again, use the code MSH10 for 10% off your ticket price at thatcc.com. 
Hey guys, I'm hanging with my buddy Ben Stapley. Ben, you're doing a workshop here at SALT all about creating an awesome internship program, especially for creatives, but can be used really in any department, right? Yeah, so at the end of the day, we oftentimes forget about our interns. We think about them last from any organization or any church, but also from the creatives, we think about we need the best gear or we need the highest end talent to move things forward. I want to encourage churches, challenge them and think, no, you can move things forward, not just with the highest level talent, but also with uh, developing talent, with interns yeah. as well. Yeah, so give me more why. Uh, is this gonna, am I just doing it just so they turn into a, an employee? Am I doing it just to maybe not spend as much money? Like, what's my why? You hit, the, you hit all of them right there. It, this podcast is done at this point. Um, <laughs> no, but to, to be honest, there's, there's a couple of things you hit there right now. Um, staff development. Oftentimes, yeah. I found my de best staff members, long-term staff members, have been interns. Yeah. Um, from a cost-benefit analysis, it is a little bit cheaper. Now, I would encourage people to do a stipend, not to just do um, free, but to, to pay them to some degree. But the biggest reason at the end of the day for me is, um, the why is people are our greatest resource. Again, we're at a conference here, we're seeing a lot of gear, we're seeing a lot of artistic principles being applied, but people development, at the end of the day, um, it's not our buildings, it's not our facilities, it's not our multiple campuses that we have, it's not the endowment that we have, that it's the greatest resource as a church, it's our people. So how do we develop them? Internships are a phenomenal way to do that. Good. All right. So you're talking about in your workshop, you're talking about developing them uh, in kind of a before, during, and after model, right? Walk yeah. me through that. So yeah, this is helpful because I often spend the majority of my time, most people will will do the, the middle. How do we invest in them while they're here? But forget about before right. and the after. Right. For the before, some basic things, um, again, low-hanging fruit here, write a job description. So right. many, I've been a part of two internships when I went to college, neither of them had a job description. I walked in and it was, there's the bathroom, there's your desk, you get to it. What am I doing? I don't know. So give them a basic job description on the way in. Okay. Uh, welcome them to the same degree that you would welcome a new staff member, you would throw a little bagel luncheon with all the staff, um, small touches like that. Whatever you would do for a staff member, apply that same principle for an internship. They might not be there eight, 10 years, but they're gonna be there eight, 10 weeks invest in them before they show up, make them feel valuable, and that will give them a great start to jump in. Good, okay, so get to during. What are the things, they're not just fetching my coffee, what, what are the things that we're putting them to work doing? Uh, the one biggest principle that I've seen super helpful, um, especially in the artistic realm, is trying to get multiple internships for a program. The reason being is this, um, oftentimes, a lot of our people on the creative arts, they're working behind a screen and they're working by themselves, which is a very lonely experience, not the best. So if you get two, you automatically have a buddy with you during that internship that's going to give be life-giving. So it's beneficial for them. Now, selfishly speaking, for the manager who's overseeing them, it's lots of managerial time. Because if they have a problem, if they run into a roadblock, hey, I forgot the password login to the, the, the creative suite. I gave suite. it to both of them. Uh, you know, ask your fellow intern about that before you come at me. So the first thing during the internship, get two because it allows them to work together. Um, a really small thing as well, uh, I did an internship recently and at the end of it I said, hey, what was the most valuable thing for you? And I thought, your leadership then. It was your leadership that I enjoyed the most. And they said, no, no, no. They said, the most thing I enjoyed was um, that luncheon with the senior pastor. One of the things that I always do is say, we're going to have a luncheon with a senior pastor and it's, you know, it's that they need to eat. So it's, it's not much of their time, half an hour, an hour, whatever it is. They said the fact that I was able to get FaceTime, it was a bigger church, and mm -hmm. not many people had FaceTime with the lead pastor. Mm -hmm. That small thing 
at the end of the internship was the biggest value to them. So a couple of small things like that makes the internship very valuable throughout the what whole What are some process. things that they learned from that face-to-face? -face? Um, value. So the lead pastor wasn't giving them theology, wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you about They just, the fact that I'm spending time with you is valuable. There's that, that great book, you know, Never Eat Lunch Alone. The fact that you're able to value people with your lunch hour, that was, it wasn't, the only thing they learned was I'm an important member of this organization, even mm -hmm. though I'm just an intern. They, uh, they still believe in me. They still want to pour into me. Okay, so after my internship is over, mm -hmm. walk me through that. What should I do to release them? Well? That's great. And this is probably the biggest gap where people miss many opportunities. The first thing is um, give them an exit interview. Again, same way that you would treat a staff, treat them that way. They're probably not going to give you the same insight that a staff member from 8 to 10 years would give you after an 8 to 10 week internship. But they're going to give you some value. That's the one. The second one is um, give them a... Um, Give them a review, give them a write-up, give them a letter of recommendation, post on their LinkedIn page, hey, this person did a phenomenal job. Those small things helps them move forward. And then one of the things I always do, sometimes they move on to another organization, they move on. I like to follow up, I put on my calendar the year afterwards, just a reminder, touch base with them, how are you doing? Um, what has God done in your life over the past year? I'd love to have a half an hour conversation with you. And, and even that follow-up goes beyond the initial couple of weeks, but beyond that, um, it really, really pours into them. So thinking through it in that, that factor, not just during, but the before and after makes it a very robust experience. Then at the end of the day, it's beneficial for them, but the ROI, what's in it for us, it's beneficial for you. Because when they go and say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna talk up this church. I'm gonna talk up this internship. It was a very valuable experience for me. When they're talking to their friends and their peers and their social circles that you don't have access to, yep. they're gonna say, hey, I, I did it last summer. I think you should consider it next summer. This was super helpful. So you were talking that you have just did one recently. Give me a couple of stories um, from that that was that was really beneficial that you that you learned from that experience. Um, you mean overseeing? The overseeing that internship program, yeah. The, uh, the camaraderie that we had, um, with the internships, the other thing I didn't mention here was we, they naturally had a, a cross-pollination. So we were, I was at a large church, there's two interns in the creative arts department, two in the family, and the two in the pastoral. And they, and, and, um, and amongst themselves, they started to have, I think they, every Tuesday they would do lunch together. And this organically, they had some cross-pollination with themselves. So that's the other thing to, you know, get to, not just get two in a department, but if you have other ones in other departments, get them together at times because that's that's life giving for them to say, hey, you're you're an internship, I'm an intern as well. We're we're doing this together. Yeah. Yeah. What about the staff members? Was it just you that led all of them or were there obviously there were different departments that had to put them to work? What was some of the feedback from those other staff members? One of the that's a great question. One of the the feedbacks I've received was they didn't realize that it's beyond managing, it's also mentoring. And they realized that there's a high degree of mentorship that the, that the intern was expecting for them. Where again, it's not even their first job, right? right? So you have a first job employee, the the amount of mentorship you need to do to get them up to speed is pretty high. It's even higher for interns. So being aware of that, you're managing and mentoring is helpful to go in, that there's a lot of invested time there that you need to be aware of. So it's a, it's a beneficial process for them. What about the church? What what benefits? And we talked through some, but what what benefits are there to have a continual internship program available at my church? Yeah, so oftentimes most internships will run during the summer. But the nice thing is, you that doesn't mean you can't recruit throughout the year. I've seen a lot of churches; they'll wait till you know July. 
to recruit for August. And then the, at right. that point, everyone's, everyone's lined up and it's too little too late. Right. So recruit throughout the year, even if you just have it during the summer. Um, and then the other thing too is realize which departments are really beneficial to have that. Um, students is great. People have the time off during the summer. Students ministry actually ramps up during that time. Uh, again, the artistic fields like we're talking about here, beneficial year round, so that applies. Now, in terms of finance, I don't know if I put interns there in the finance department overseeing your budget, right, right. but Good most point. departments and churches, uh, again, artistic in, in particular, can really flourish and thrive from an intern. All right, so last question for you. I'm gonna go back and start the process of creating an internship program at my church. Give me the first steps. The, f the first step would be to start now. So if you, if you don't have an internship, um, some people will, oh, you know, we have to develop this whole process. I would, I would, I would start now in terms of even putting the word out, because that, to me, it's the, the longest thing in terms of getting qualified candidates. And so this, but you'll, you'll build the rest of the plane as it flies, but don't wait till you have the great internships to develop the program. Recruit, 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 get those interns, and then figure out the program as you go. I've always found that to be the biggest lag, people waiting to recruit. Yeah, good. Well, man, thank you so much for your time. I know we've uh, we've done this a lot at conferences and on Zoom and stuff, and uh, just the leadership that you're pouring into other people, the knowledge that you're giving them, and just the encouragement for other church staff members, volunteers uh, that you do. It's a pleasure uh, seeing you do that, and thank you for the time today. Thanks for the time, Carl. Hey friends, if you are a ministry leader that needs high quality graphics and video content at your church, and fast, be sure to check out our growing ready-made media library at 1230media.com. We have nine product lines of fresh content, including mini-movies, motion backgrounds, countdowns, full series kits, themed packs, and more. And we are adding to the library every single day, every single week, fresh content dropping inside the library. You can start downloading your church visuals today, either a la carte or through our annual subscription. It's all at 1230media.com slash go for Go Unlimited. 1230media.com slash go. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with Darren Foreman. Darren, you are on staff at Eagle's Nest Church, right? In Georgia, Roswell, Georgia? Correct. Roswell, awesome. Georgia. And yeah. so tell me, tell me about your staff role and what you do there. Yeah, man. So technically, um, I'm over all of our environments, all of our ministry awesome. environments. So yeah. it's a director over auxiliary ministries. And um, that's everything from our kids ministry to our teens ministry, to our small group ministry, to our women's, to our men's. So your job is to make sure that everything runs. Yes. Is that mainly on Sunday or during the week as well? No, that's <laughs> it feels like it's year round, year round, man. But it's uh, yeah, there's a Sunday environment with our kids and with our teens. Yeah. But then like with our small group ministry, right? That happens outside of Sunday, and then with yeah. our other auxiliary ministries, that's outside of Sunday. So it's a, yeah. it's a got my hands full. A lot on the plate, man. A lot of the plate. How long have you been in ministry? Oh man, I guess now six years. Okay. I was in corporate for a while. I was okay. in corporate for about thirteen years. Oh wow and then uh, transition into ministry maybe six or seven years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so uh, your content this week here at SALT, you've done a workshop yeah. on avoiding burnout, yeah. which never, ever happens <laughs> in church world. Never. I don't know why you're laughing. This <laughs> is, never happens. 
I'm laughing at the title. I don't know if I avoided it, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, uh, man. So yes, absolutely. Ministry's hard. Um, there's some uh, there's ups and downs. It's a roller coaster, and the longer that you've been in it, if you haven't experienced some type of burnout or you know questioning and things, then just wait because it's it's coming. For sure. For sure. Um, so talk to me. Give me kind of an overview of your workshop and kind of what yeah, you man. talked about on this topic. Yeah, man. I um so we approach it, or I approach it, I should say, from the standpoint of like I'm not the subject matter expert on it. Right. So this is not something you're showing up and I'm giving you all the tools to avoid ministry burnout. More so was me sharing what I felt like was burnout okay. and some things that helped me get out of that spiral in effect. Okay. And so we talked about um, time and how you're being intentional with your time and learning how to do that. Uh, Give me some more on that. So like, for instance, some takeaways that I gave was uh, it sounds very simple, but uh, being very intentional about how you plan your day. Right. Like mm -hmm. understanding that time is finite. That is fleeting, mm -hmm. and if you don't make a plan for it, someone or something else will. Mm -hmm. And so, something as simple as planning your day, knowing what you're going into, and yep. the part two to that was reviewing your schedule on a regular basis, right? Like Good. understanding what your week looks like, what your day looks like, adjusting accordingly. Good. And then the third part to that was um, just being clear and setting expectations and boundaries okay. in terms of what's eating away at your time. So, as far as time goes, do you use a project management software? Do you use a, a calendar tool? What do you use to, to yeah, do that? Good. So, it's a calendar tool, but my wife would say it was project management in terms okay. of how I treat it with her. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a calendar, man. We just we schedule everything, man. We have a work calendar, we have a family calendar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What tool is it? What, so, just what Apple, app? Just Apple Maps. Okay, I mean, just Apple, Apple, Apple calendar. Apple calendar. Yeah. yeah. I just iCal from. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, what else did you talk about in your. Yeah, we talked about energy. Um, and we talked about it from the perspective and I was I was kind of going back and forth on this. So there's a lot of information out there about being aware of like your energy cycle, right? Like, yeah. you know, like your ebbs and your flows uh -huh. and what your high peak energy and your low peak energy. I didn't want to geek out too much on that, but I did talk about the importance of being aware. Yeah. Like if it is something it is real that you are either a night owl. Yes. Or you're early. Bird, yeah. Right? Where, where your green zone right. is where your green zone. Is. Yep. Yeah. Where yep. your red zone and not doing doing your most important stuff in your green zone and not doing it in your red zone. So we just touched on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it was more so just encouragement to go and figure that out. Good. Um, and then the, uh, the very last thing we talked about was priorities. And okay. we just, man, we, we, uh, we leaned on uh, Stephen Covey's, yeah. you know, those four quadrants to talk about what's yep. important versus urgent. Uh -huh. And we dove into that a little bit. Okay. And so really the holistically, it was like, hey, just being aware of your time, your energy and your priorities and Good. having some type of plan in place will help. Good. Yeah. So what's some of your story yeah. and have you fried out or are you just making sure that you don't? What's yeah. some of your story in that? Uh, it, it feels like I, at one point I did. If I did not burn out, I was dangerously close to it. Uh, good. Okay. I, was, I was close enough to it to be aware that I needed to do something. And so I know we all have our pandemic story, but my pandemic story is um, I stepped down from ministry for a minute. Like I stepped down. Okay. I was a part of um, a big uh, ministry back at home, stepped down, took a year off to be at home with my, our two boys. Okay. At good. the time, uh, kindergartner and then a two year old and just took a year off, man. Wow. And then I ended up, um, a year after that, taking on uh, a role at Eagles Nest church where I'm at now. Okay. And, uh, just taking on that big role uh -huh. and my nature wanting to get in there and get at it. I had, had no checks and balances, man. So my time was uh, so when you came on staff yeah. at church it was just kind of everywhere yeah, everywhere man like i uh my calendar booked up from morning to evening mm -hmm. my off days booked up and it was all me it was me not having boundaries with my yeah. time and 
uh, my injury and my. Uh, so when did it click for you? When you're like, oh, I got to do something here. Man, uh, let's say maybe six months ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so very me. fresh. Yeah, very fresh. Like okay. I would say, like even in preparation for this workshop, I realized some more stuff. You know, I realized mm -hmm. more and more that um, I wasn't where I wanted to be, and I had a lot more to learn. So again, like I said earlier, man, it's, it's a journey for me. And I just wanted to share where I'm yeah. at so far in the journey. Yeah, man, I agree. I think there's a struggle to be intentional. There's a struggle to, I think, you know, sometimes I'm doing good for a while. I think yeah. that it's, and then it kind of falls yeah. apart and then yeah. like back and then, yeah. you know, so it's definitely a roller coaster ride of how can I plan my day? How can I uh, be intentional so I don't, so I don't fry out? Um, a lot of ministry people have experienced this lately. I've seen the last few years, a lot of people either frying out in ministry or and some of that comes from pandemic you know they, they went from one staff role to now you know three they're now responsible for this plus the stream plus the but that plus that you know and so uh so yeah so speak to the speak to the staff member what are some ways that you can encourage them if they're experiencing burnout right now man i would say oh that's a good question i would say boundaries like we had that, that was one of the questions that came up in the Q&A was just talking about like, hey, how do you one recognize that you may be on the path or maybe burning out? So I uh -huh. think that's one thing, right? There are some different things you can pay attention to. It's like one, your depletion of energy, but also right. like your attitude, like your, your posture towards things. But then um, two, I think it's having those conversations, man, setting boundaries and being able to um, clearly say, hey, when are you working when you're not working? Something as simple as that. Hey, I'm off on this day. I'm not working right. past this hour and it sounds simple right but having those boundaries communicating those boundaries is key um do you so run into staff members your boss that says no i expect you to work like you don't you're not going to tell me that you're off it yeah so um i have not unfortunately i mean fortunately i have not but unfortunately i know people do run into that and yeah one of the questions came up was like what if you're in a situation where you're doing what you're supposed to do but your work environment right is not going to allow you to find that balance right. And the reality there is you may be put in a tough position where you have to make a decision, right? right. If, you're, if, you're having, if you're having the conversations. Right. And, I need to be working yeah. at a place that respects those right. boundaries. Right. But also communicate to them, look, when, when I'm on, yeah. I'm going to give 100%. <laughs> right. But right. like come 5 o'clock, 530, wow. whatever it is, like my family time is right. so valuable yeah. to me that I'm, I'm out. And you think, and yeah. one thing we talked about, we talked about... Um, it's my man, uh, Greg Geiger, I think is his name. He's a church, he's a pastor out in Southern Cal. And uh, he did a podcast uh, years ago, but he was talking about why ministry leaders are so susceptible <clears throat> to burnout. And he was talking about a couple of different things. And one of the things he talked about was unhealthy expectations, right? The reality of it is, is that you're, um, the people that you're leading, the people that you're working with, oftentimes, right, they have a full-time job. So they're off hours, right? Uh, you're off hours, it's the only time that they're available. Right. right, because they're having to work and mm, correct how to balance that, how to right. respect their time, right? But also right. have your own boundaries and yep. and yep. also the um, the tendency to think just because we're in ministry um, that that means it's a twenty four seven gig. I, I agree yeah. with you. I mean, especially like a senior pastor or high level when you're doing hospital visits yes. and things like that. Yeah. You know, you can't you know you can't schedule when somebody passes away that right. you need to go be with the family right. or something like that. Right. And so to, to do things like I'm going to go this one night to be with this family, but tomorrow I'm going to go in late mm -hmm. and spend that morning with my family yeah. or whatever to, yeah. to make up that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what's something that I could take away right now when it comes to, to burnout? How do I prevent it? I would say awareness. That's Good. the first thing I would say. I would say awareness. I think again, whether you're ready to put 
these different tools in place in terms of managing your time and managing your energy and priorities, I think the first stop, stop um, the first point that you want to do is, is is actually start paying attention to like where is my time going right like Good. how are how is my energy and yep. how am I being intentional about my priorities and I think as you start to look at that at least how I did I started to look at that I started to realize things were out of whack yeah and then uh, last thing I would say on that is, is pay attention to people who uh, who care for you yeah like my wife uh, she was someone who was speaking into my blind spots right she was letting me know hey I know you think you got it but I'm telling you you're going at an unsustainable pace she's standing right over there she right is, she so is. you're earning points right now that was the, that was why I said it. I looked over <laughs> and I was like, "Let me go ahead and make this plug real right, quick." Right, right, Her right. birthday's tomorrow, right? By the way, so yeah, yeah all was good. <laughs> Darren, man, pleasure meeting you. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah. Man. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, hey, friends, thanks so much for joining us this week. Be sure to subscribe to our show, leave a review. Feel free to email me directly if you'd like, carl at 1230.media. I'd love to hear from you directly. We've heard a lot of mail from podcast listeners and uh, clients and and folks who use us for ready-made media as well. So thank you so much for sending those in. It's great to know that you're out there. Uh, We try to reach out to as many people as we possibly can. I've been traveling some to meet with churches and meet with pastors uh, to just encourage you guys and and uh, talk with you more about what you're struggling with and all that. So uh, feel free to shoot me an email, carl at 1230.media. If you're struggling any, if you have uh, a need, if you're trying to solve something or just uh, just need somebody to listen, I'm, I'm here, carl at 1230.media. All right, next week I welcome my friends Caleb Weidman and Zach Snyder from Black Bar. We'll be talking to these guys about animation and motion graphics 101 and the best ways that you can break into YouTube as a ministry. That'll be next week. We'll go out there and create some incredible worship experiences at your church this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.